Welcome to Cross Life Church of Spencer, North Carolina. More information on our church can be found at crosslifespencer.com. Our prayer is that the singing and preaching that's done today is able to speak to your heart. Let's get started. Good morning, Cross Life Church. I'm going to open us with a word of prayer, and then we got something special to talk about real quick before we sing. Lord God, we thank you this morning for your opportunity here today to worship you, Lord, whether we are in our homes or here physically or wherever we are, Lord, God, that you are present with us. And so, God, we pray that you will help us to worship you, to focus on you this day. Lord, help us to um, feel your spirit with us uh, because we know you are everywhere. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of worshiping you in Jesus' name. Um, before we begin this morning, of course, as you noticed um, in our little intro, today is Pastor Thomas's birthday. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, so one of the things that I would love to invite you to do today is some point during the sermon or during the service, um, post a, an encouraging note in the, um, in the little comments. I know that this is kind of a discouraging time for Pastor Thomas because he doesn't get to see all your fantastic, beautiful faces every single day. He gets to see my fantastic, or every Sunday, my fantastic, beautiful face, but you know, there's only so much that can do. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about this phrase, Pastor Thomas has blessed me by, and then fill in the blank. And then just post that and let that be your gift to him this morning. Let's start this morning by singing My Lighthouse. In my wrestling and in my doubts, in my failures you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea, oh. You are the peace in my troubled sea. In the silence you won't let go. In the questions your truth will hold. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Oh, you are the peace in my troubled sea. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you, oh, my lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise, you will carry me safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore. tomorrow brings with each morning I'll rise and sing my God's love will lead me through you are the peace in my troubled sea oh you are the peace in my troubled sea my lighthouse my lighthouse shining in the darkness I will follow you, oh, my lighthouse, my lighthouse. I will trust the promise. You will carry me safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore. Fire before us. Before us, you're the brightest. You will lead us through the storms. Fire before us, you're the brightest. You will lead us through the storms. Fire before us, you're the brightest. You will lead us through the storms. Fire before us. You're the brightest, you will lead us through the storm. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, in the darkness, I will follow you, oh, my lighthouse. 
trust a promise, you will carry me safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to
even with I can feel that you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I can feel that you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working Waymaker, miracle worker Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you darkness my god that is who you are way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who you
praise the one. Thank you that you have paid your, paid our debt, Lord, through your life. And Lord, we thank you that we can be here and worship, Lord, because of your sacrifice and your resurrection. And so, Lord, we ask you now to help us to hear what you have to say to us through your words, through James and through Pastor Thomas. Lord, Holy Spirit, we ask you to, to walk among us to teach us, to grow us, and to make us more like the Son, Jesus Christ. And that's in your name we pray. Amen. Tuesday morning, uh, we will be doing the drive-through, the food pantry again, um, from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock. Tuesday morning, from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock. This is going to be an every week thing until uh, you hear otherwise. So make sure you come by and drive through if you need food. Send that out. We'll be making sure something gets put on Facebook tomorrow about that so you can share that on your feed. And then Thursday, don't forget about our Zoom Bible study. Uh, The link is always posted on Thursday uh, for you to join in on that. We would love to have you. If you are watching this live video today, we would absolutely love uh, to have you uh, come into that Bible study. We've been seeing some new people come in. It's been a good outreach. It's been a good time of study. Uh, So let's uh, make sure we do that. Um, And then hopefully at the end of uh, the service today, we can get this video going. If not, we'll just have to post it at a later time. We worked really hard, uh, so it's kind of a little frustrating for that not to work this morning. But we will try again at the end of the service, see if that will uh, work. So just hang tight with us. We're going to be finishing off uh, James chapter 5 today. This is actually finishing off this series, uh, Passing the Test. When we started this series, I didn't realize uh, how long it would take us to get through the book of James. We could have went a lot longer than we did. Um, But this is week 15, um, so we're going to finish this up, and then we're going to start something new uh, next week. But let me just start off by saying uh, thank you during this time. Thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, Thank you through your giving. Um, Without that, we wouldn't be able to do what we do every single Sunday. So thank you so much for your continued support at Cross Life during this COVID-19. I can't uh, help not to to get a little emotional during this time. It's been been very difficult for the last uh, six, seven weeks delivering a message to you like this. I, I miss you, church. I miss seeing your faces. I, I, I miss um, just being able to laugh with you and to cry with you and to hug you. Um, I miss the atmosphere. It's not the same as it is on a typical Sunday. We just kind of come in and uh, do our thing and we can't, we can't really touch anybody. So it's, it's just been really hard. Um, but I believe that during this time, the word family has just stuck out more to me uh, than it has ever in the past. Some of us, uh, we can't go see family members. Um, my family lives about two and a half hours away, so so we can't really just get in the car and go see them and spend some time with them. Um, we, we have to Zoom call or, or, or do our FaceTimes or whatever for, for Riley to be able to see our family. Um, you know, it's a different meaning now. But, but also, I believe Cross Life has a different meaning now. Uh, this time has drawn us closer together. Um, it's allowed us to do things that we typically uh, wouldn't do. I'll say that Thursday night Bible study on Zoom has been absolutely electric. Uh, the social media, the Facebook world has blown up for us. Uh, it's been, it's been uh, kind of a unique 
situation, but I believe through it all, God has continued to work uh, through the background. I, I praise God for what's happening. I praise God for uh, the lives that are being changed through our church right now. People are still coming to our parking lot each and every week to, to pick up food or to have prayer. Uh, lives are still being changed through Cross Life Church, and it's because of you, and it's because of your faithfulness uh, to our church. We need to give God some praise. So right where you are in your home, if you can just shout a big amen, type an amen, a hallelujah, whatever you want to do, uh, let's give God some praise for what He continues to do at Cross Life Church through His vessels that He is called to serve uh, here at our church. Uh, today we wrap up this series. And, and this is a, a sermon that is going to actually only be two points, but it's going to be uh, two points that we all need to hear as we close this through. Um, James chapter 5, looking at verses 19 and verse 20. Just two simple verses, two simple points today as we end James and uh, in, in this beautiful letter that he has sent uh, to this church. We, we've been in this series called uh, Passing the Test, and every single week so far, uh, we have spent time talking about different tests that we go through. And I've heard many of you say through this that, that you've enjoyed this study. Uh, some of you have said it's been too challenging, Pastor. Uh, stop stepping on my toes. All of those uh, different remarks. It has been a challenge. Uh, we need to be challenged in the Word of God. We need to continue uh, to be challenged each and every week so that we uh, can be simple uh, vessels in, in the community every week as we hear uh, the Word of God. So let's read James chapter 5, and we are going to be looking at verses 19 and 20. This is how James ends it. He says, Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. You know, the, these two verses make up uh, a very fitting conclusion to the book of James. It, it goes back to the primary reason that James wrote this book to begin with. Uh, to confront the issues, to confront the body of believers who, who possess this uh, false and dead faith. Uh, uh, James calls them out. He called these believers to examine themselves and their faith and make sure that the faith is real. Remember what James says back in uh, chapter 1, verse 22. He says, be doers of the word. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. He, he, he went from talking about holy living in chapter 1 to, to righteous deeds in chapter 2 to having wisdom and not being uh, becoming friends with the world in chapter 3 and submitting to the will of God in chapter 4. And now he's dealing with truthfulness in chapter 5. Uh, all of these are tests in which we can use to benchmark for our life and for our faith. How are you doing with all of this? That's, that's the, the million dollar question today. How, how are we doing in all of these tests? Can, can we say that we're living a life of holy living? Can we say that we've been working on doing good? Can we say that, that there's been wisdom and that we haven't become friends with the world? Uh, can, we, can we say that we truly submitted to God's will during these last 15 weeks? Or doing better in that situation? Or, or can we say that we're living a life of truthfulness and not hiding behind a closet with all of the sins of, of our lives? Uh, well, what are we doing with all of this? You know, because if, if we haven't learned nothing, if we, if we haven't learned to turn away from our sin or, or turn away from those wicked ways, then honestly the last 15 weeks has been pointless. Uh, it, it, it does no meaning for us to, to simply study God's Word if we don't apply it to our life. But James says this. He gives us two important things that we need to read today. And he's telling the church to look for, and he's telling the church that we need to see this. And so those two things, two simple things, but I want to give you the first one now. The first is this. We need to watch out for the wanderers. We need to watch out for those that wander. What does that mean, you may ask? 
Uh, oh, we need to watch out for those that are slipping away from the gospel. Watch out for those that maybe are slipping away from the church in general. Watch out for those that, that haven't been physically in the church for a few weeks. Now, I know we're, we're not in our church building today, but I like to think that you're in church in your home right now. I like to think that even though we're not meeting in this building, church can still happen in the social media world. If you see somebody that hasn't been on this live feed, uh, go to them and say, we miss you. We want you to join in. Watch out for those that, that seem to be slipping in the faith. Maybe those that maybe aren't specifically involved. We need to watch out for those things as a body of Christ. James says, if any of you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, meaning we must have some kind of accountability. We, we must have some kind of accountability process. God absolutely honors the word accountability. That is what I love about the discipleship process. Thursday nights have been just that. Uh, we've been talking about being true disciples of Christ. Awesome, amazing conversations. Becoming disciples of Jesus and being bold while doing it. I truly, I truly invite you to get on, if you can, this Thursday night. If you need help, I, I want to help you uh, get on so that, so that you can be a part of this. But back to this accountability piece. You know... For me, it's an amazing thing to be held accountable for actions. Um, now, I know that some of you don't like that idea at all. You don't, you don't like to, to be told when you're slipping. You don't, you don't like to be told when you may be in the wrong. But the Bible says when somebody is doing wrong, we should go to that person and we try to help that person or that family. When, when someone wanders from the church, or wanders from the faith, as James is describing it, we need to bring them back. Another word for wonder is to stray away from. Straying away from the truth. Straying away from a spiritual truth. This can be used for that unbeliever, that unsafe person. Peter notes in, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 25, Before we were saved, we were continually straying like sheep. But now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. James says that we need to be careful with those who wander from the truth. Uh, the word truth refers to the Word of God. Be careful with those that wander from the Word of God. The, the ones who uh, may close themselves off from the gospel message. Those are the ones we need to be praying for. But I ask you again, I've been asking this question for the last, for the last year or more. Who is your one? Who is the one person that comes to your mind when I say, Who in your life doesn't know Jesus? There should be a name that comes up with no doubt right then and there. there. There should be a name that just comes off like a light bulb that says, I know that one person. Now some of you may know a hundred. Who is your hundred? But I'm just asking you to find your one. Find your one person. That is who you start with. That is the person that you go to. That is the person that you pray for. That's the person that you pray that truth would come into their life and that they would believe in Jesus. When the unbeliever wanders or strays from the truth, he or she, they enter into this lifestyle of a, of a pattern of living that is against the plan of God. That's what the unbeliever is doing. They're living this, this plan for themselves. James goes further in this though. This is what he says. He says the one who wanders from the truth and godly living is sin. That's exactly what James says. Can I just have a conversation with you? You know, maybe, maybe you're saying, Pastor, you're being too preachy this morning. Uh, you need to tone it down a little bit. I wasn't ready for this. It's Sunday at 10 o'clock. I'm just not ready for that. I just want to have a conversation. Now, I, I, know, I know you can't exactly respond to me right now. Uh, I, I know that I'm up here and, and there's a computer, um, but I'm not on that computer right now. We have other people behind that. But I do just want to be 
real with you for a moment and ask you some questions. Because for 15 weeks now, we've spent time pounding the gospel into hearts. This is simple questions, okay? Simple questions. Number one, are you a believer or an unbeliever? Are are you a believer or an unbeliever? There is no in-between in that. It's a simple yes or no question. Are you a believer or an unbeliever? You should know the answer to that question. Another question. Are you saved or unsaved? Are you saved or unsaved? Once again, two simple answers. No, no, no black space, white space into that. No, no, no space. Nothing, nothing, to, nothing to worry about there. Have you asked Jesus Christ into your life? Yes or no? No in between. Either you have or you haven't. Third question. What are you doing in this thing called life? Now that, that has a little more response to it. Well, what are you doing in this thing called life? If you claim to know Jesus Christ, if I gave you a scale of, of 1 to 10, how well are you living the Christian life right now? How well are you living it? What do you need to do better? Lastly, would you call yourself a wanderer right now? Would you call yourself a wanderer from the faith right now? Have you strayed away from this thing called faith? This thing called the Christian life? Do you need to come back? If so, if you need to come back to the faith, and you need to trust in this man that we've been preaching about for 15 straight solid weeks, then all we want you to do is is, is just message, a simple message on Facebook. You don't even have to put it in the comments if you don't want to. You can just put in the private message, and it'll come to us. And it'll just say, I need answers. I need Jesus in my life. That's it. We don't want to single you out. We don't want to call you out. I'm not going to spam you uh, with anything. I tell you, I've had, I've had two letters from Jehovah's Witnesses this week or in the last couple of weeks. Two letters. Hey, they do a good job about sharing their faith. Hey, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to ask you for your, for your address or anything like that. We just need to know, are you wandering right now? Are you wandering? Is there an in-between? Do you, do you know the answer to these simple questions? Do you believe or do you not believe? Do you know that you are saved or do you know that you're not saved? Do you know that if you died right now, you would go to heaven or you would go to hell? It's simple questions. But it's a huge response. Because there's going to be a day when Jesus Christ returns or we die and we go into the grave that we better know the answers to those questions. And if we don't know, I can't answer them for you. Are you wandering? Do you need to come back? Because that leads us to number two today. Number two is this. We need to see the comeback through. Now, I love comeback stories. I I love those stories, especially in the college basketball world. We didn't get to see that, so I'm going to give you a little taste of it. Uh, maybe, maybe make you miss college basketball a little bit. I love March Madness. I, I, I love when, when the underdogs are down by 15 to 16 points to these number two or number three seeds, and they come up and they win the game, and they're to Cinderella, and then they get to the next round and they win again. I love the comeback stories. I love the stories where I hear of an athlete who thought his career was over, but he has the surgery, and he's doing better than the doctors thought he would ever do, and then he gets to come back. I love the fact that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, there was a comeback story that day there was a comeback story for the ages and when he came back he came back for you and he came back for me look church there's going to be a day when we get to meet again there's going to be a day that we get to have a comeback but right now listen to me we need to see the comeback through there won't be a comeback if we quit There won't be a comeback if we just quit church. There won't be a comeback if we just close the doors, lock them up, and forget about it. And when when the nation says we can start back as a church, we'll start back. No, we can't do that. 
There won't be a comeback if we just give up. But there will be a comeback if we keep pressing on. There will be a comeback if we look at what James says in verse 19 and going into verse 20. Let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. James is talking about the unbeliever, of course, in this verse. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. He says this, the goal of reaching out to the unbeliever in the church is simple. To turn him back. I I hope that I have friends in my life, when they see that I am struggling, they try to bring me back. I hope that I have friends that know my emotions and know when I am dealing with something deep within my soul that they can see it through my eyes. I I, I just want those kind of people in my life. This phrase that James uses to turn him back is used frequently in the New Testament. It speaks to the unbeliever turning to God. Peter urges his audience in Acts chapter 3 verse 19 to repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away. Paul commended the Thessalonica church because they turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God. (laughs) There's a great comeback in the life of every believer. If you don't think you have a great comeback, think about where you were before you knew Jesus. (laughs) Man, what a comeback story. It doesn't matter if you were saved at age 7 or you were were saved at age 77. There was a huge comeback story when you turned from your sin to be drawn with a life to Christ. You see, this is what I remember about my comeback story. Can I share my comeback story with you? Some of you may know this comeback story. A lot of you do not. And and I hope mom's not watching right now because this will just... Make her boo-hoo on my birthday, and we don't, we don't want that. Uh, I can't go into a, a lot of detail because we just don't have time for it. But those that are listening, and if you've known me for, for roughly the last eight years, you know that I've had a huge comeback story. I, I, I've had a story that is, is honestly one for the ages. Well, there, there was a day that I let everybody down. There, there was a day that I felt let down. There was a day that I was so beat up that I couldn't go on. There were days where I would lay in the bed and I could have cared less about life. There were days where I had really dark days that I thought there was no purpose for me in this life any longer. And look, we're only talking about eight years ago. I was already in ministry at this time. I had already put two and a half years of ministry under my belt as a youth pastor. But because of relationships, because of bad things happening in my life, I just couldn't do it anymore. You see, I didn't, I didn't think life had meaning. I didn't, I didn't really know if I, if I believed everything that I was preaching at that time. Because I felt let down. I felt like giving up. This was really after the fact that I had become a Christian. I had given my life to the Lord. I been called to ministry. <laughs> Talking about trusting in Him, right? You know, you know we, we, we think that, that pastors have this life of, of on high and that we, we, we have all these great success stories. Look, people were getting saved in ministry that I was under at this time. I was baptizing folks. I, I was talking to people about their relationship with Jesus during the time of my defeat. But let me tell you, I'll keep going. There was a moment where I felt there was no way to turn. No other way to turn. But God. But God gave me a passage of Scripture. And He put those two words in my head. But God. And He turned me to Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 4 through 10. And this is what these verses say. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love, with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved, and you were raised up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, He might show you the riches, the exceeding riches of His grace, and His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace... 
You have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, and we should walk in them. Those are the verses, and I'll tell you how that happened. God gave me those words, and I did one of those thumb things. You know, uh, I was like, God, I need a verse of scripture, or this is not gonna, this is not gonna happen. Uh, and God, I need, I need something, or I'm just gonna give up. I'm gonna stop going to work. I'm gonna stop caring about life. I was living at home with my parents at that time after being away from them for three years. I didn't like it. I didn't like having to live life like that. And I just said, God, I need something. So I opened my Bible one day. And I said, God, whatever I land on, it better be some kind of encouragement. Don't ever do that to God, because He'll show it to you. And I remember opening my Bible to exactly Ephesians chapter 2, and I looked down. I had already heard those words, but God. I looked down at the page, and the first two words I see were, but God. Now you talk about something happening within my heart that day. You, you, you talk about something that, that was magnificent in the eyes of Thomas that day. Do you understand what those six verses mean? Seven verses? It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of which He loved us. And you know what? In which He loved Thomas. In which He loved you fill in the blank with your name. He loved you. Even when you are dead in your sins, He made you alive with Christ because it's by grace that He saved you. You can be raised to life and you can sit in heaven one day with Christ Jesus. You are saved through faith. He holds you right here in His hands. Your life, your life is a gift from God. And if you're sitting there today and you feel like there's absolutely no hope for you, you feel like through this quarantine that there's just no hope in your life, look, I will drive to you. I don't, I don't care what the state says. I will come knock on your door and I will have a conversation with you. Because I love you too much. And if that means I get the coronavirus and that's what God wants for my life, fine. But I believe that God wants us to reach out during this time. And He wants us to love on our neighbors. He wants us to see uh, people come to know Him as Lord and Savior of their life. Your life is a gift. is a gift from God. You are His workmanship. You are His handiwork. You are the craft that He has been crafting for how many ever years? I'm 29 years old today. He's been crafting my life for 29 years. He knew that I was going to have those days eight years ago where I felt all alone and I felt discouraged. He knew that was going to happen. But He also knew that there was going to be a day that I was standing right here and this comeback story would be something that would be plastered all over social media. He knew that. He knew that we were going to be in this place when we got to James chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. And he knew that he was going to prick my heart to share a comeback story for the ages because you have a comeback story too. Don't sit there today and say, well, I don't have any kind of story. I just gave my life to Jesus one day. I walked the aisle. There was nothing fancy about mine. Think about your past. All of us have a past. All of us have something that's going on. We all have skeletons in those closets. Some of us still have skeletons in the closet. Some of us are still hiding from the truth. Some of us are still hiding our sins. Do you have a comeback story? Do you have a story where you know God absolutely broke you down so that He could lift you up? I had to think all week long how we would be able to close this series today. All week long I pondered and, and even, even up until Friday night I still didn't know how this series would just come to a close. I didn't understand it. Have you passed the test? Have you passed the test of faith? Have you passed the test of living pure? And if you have, it's nothing but God's grace. There's a, a hymn that I love. And it goes something like this. God's grace... God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, 
grace that is greater than all our sin. It goes like that. Have you ever experienced His grace today? Has there been a time, has there been a place where you turned to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? As we get the worship team to come up, if you've never experienced and you've never trusted in Jesus Christ, this is your time. This is the time that you can fill in the blank and say, it's my time to have a comeback story. It's my time to turn to Jesus. Because I promise you, it's the best gift that you'll ever get. It's the best gift you'll ever receive. This is your challenge this week, if you're listening. I want you to be bold. And when we talk about being bold, I want you to really be bold. And this is the challenge this week. I want you, I want you to come up with about a minute to a minute and a half video of your comeback story of that day that Jesus Christ saved you. And this is what I want you, we don't want this on, on Cross Life Facebook page. I want it on your Facebook page. And this is what I want. I want you to flood Facebook with your story. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular. If you, if you want to go 10 minutes, that's up to you. But be bold this week. If you need help videoing that, we can help you. If you want to send that to me, you're, you're more than welcome to. But I want to hear your story. I want to hear what God's done in your life. And I want to hear from you, unbelievers. I want to hear from you that have wandered from the truth and you need a comeback story in your life. I want to hear from you. I want to know that if you were to die right now, do you absolutely know that Jesus is going to be the person that you see face to face? Would you be bold today? Would you send that message? Would you send that message and say, I need, I need a comeback story. I need more info. I'll tell you this. I'll personally, as your pastor, I will, I will respond to that message. You're not going to kill my birthday. That, that, that's, that'll be a great birthday then we'll have birthdays together. That's the cool thing about that. There's, there's a God who loves you. There, there's a God who wants to show you grace. And the same God that wants to show you grace is the same God that showed me grace eight years ago. And I was already saved. But I needed to hear from Him. I needed a word from Him. He wants to give you a comeback. He wants to save you. And you can be saved right where you are. I say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died on the cross and you rose three days later. I need you in my life. I want to experience heaven with you. Save me, Jesus. Forgive me. In Jesus' name. It's that simple. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. Because He can and He will forgive you. Open your heart and don't turn back. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank You. I thank You for the book of James. God, what, a, what an interesting 15-week series it's been. You've, you've spoken to me just as much as You've spoken to Your church. God, You've, you've pierced my heart maybe more than some people in our church. God, you, You've brought me back. Lord, I'm thankful that, that eight years ago I, I was about to give up, but God, You... You brought me up. And God, that's what I love about you, that in times where we feel like there is no hope and that we are defeated, God, you bring us back every time. Lord, we may feel defeated right now. The church may feel defeated. We may feel that things have been taken away from us and, and we're being uh, not able to worship or whatever, but God, we're worshiping today. God, we're worshiping like we always do. It may be a different method. But God, you still save souls. And Lord, I pray right now there's somebody out there that needs Jesus Christ in their life. That you will start the greatest comeback story that they could ever tell by saving their soul today. As we give this invitational time, Lord, you just, you just help these people respond in the way that they need to.
And we give you glory and praise for what you're doing across our church. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Once again, we want to thank you for joining us at Cross Life. If you have any questions about us or want to reach out and get in contact, simply do so at www.crosslifespencer.com. Thank you so much for coming.